0: gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode is going to be our coverage of WWE Fastlane that took place over the weekend. Um, uh, This premium live event, uh, it's not called pay-per-view no more, but uh, this was one that was pretty good. This was really good. I was very impressed with a lot of stuff that's going on. So uh, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, the first match that they had was the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. As the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest defended the titles against the team of Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso, which this was a pretty good match. And I was very surprised that we got new tag team champions. Uh, I was very surprised at how quickly that they were going to put the the tag team titles on someone like Cody Rhodes. Uh, but, kind of disappointed that they kind of put it on Jay Uso once again, who's already a multiple time tag team champion at this point. But, um, this was a pretty good match. Uh, I'm not sure storyline wise where this is going to go. Uh, but, I do know that it did have a little bit of ramifications. Like, they were teasing a heel turn uh, from... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn which was kind of weird. Uh but overall this was pretty interesting. I'm not sure where they're going to go with the Judgment Day storyline either, but this was a pretty good match seeing these uh these these four guys in the ring really showed off some cool stuff. Um they teased us a little bit. Uh the Friday going into Fast Lane with the Bloodline and the Judgment Day forming to take on the team of John Cena, LA Knight uh Cody Rhodes and uh Jay Uso. I'm not sure where that's going to lead to, but we'll see what happens, you know, coming into November as we got I don't know we got Crown Jewel, but we also got Survivor Series. So uh but the match was pretty good. Uh it shows what these four great athletes can really do. The chemistry worked pretty well. Um and uh it really shows that, you know, the tag team championships uh, can really do some good things. Uh, at this point. I'm not sure why they haven't split the tag teams yet. Like, you know, Raw tag team, SmackDown tag team, but we'll see how it goes from there. But overall, pretty good match. If you haven't seen their post-match interview with Rhodes and Jey Uso, it's kind of funny. It, it really is. You know, both of them seem a little bit intoxicated, but it's It's made for some great entertainment. So, uh, Next up, we have the, um, uh, I think this was the match I kind of checked out on, you know, meaning that was like my restroom break or I'm going to get something to snack on or something like that. And it was the, it was the street profits match and it was the street profits, uh, taking on the LWO. It was Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, Dawkins and, uh, Ford against Ray Mysterio. I can't even remember that guy's name, but it's like they were down a guy. And then, like, halfway through the match, Carlito shows up, which I thought was great, you know, to see Carlito back on the thing. But my thing is, like, why don't they make Carlito like a, an active member of the roster instead of just having him come back randomly? You know, he had a, he came back at the Rumble. He came back at Backlash. And now he's coming back to fill in. But it's like, damn, if you're going to have him come back, at least put him on, put him back on the roster at least you know to see where this goes and things like that you know he'd he he he'd be a great addition for the lwo but you know i don't know this match was kind of like i don't want to say a snooze fest but it was kind of the match i didn't really have an interest in so i like the whole you know team up with bobby lashley and the street profits um so we'll see where that goes that looks interesting as hell too so overall i i guess this is i don't want to say it was a bad match but it was a match that was uninterested in to begin with so i'm not sure what that says about anything but you know we'll see what happens from here on out uh next up we had the triple threat match for the wwe women's championship uh eo sky defends against um eo sky defends against charlotte flair and Asuka, but um This was an intense match. I was not expecting this match to be this entertaining and this, you know, kind of, uh, this kind of, you know, this kind of match going to go like this. But, um, very impressed with, uh, this match to say the least. Uh, I really wish, I don't understand why Charlotte Flair was in the match. I understand they, they needed her to kind of get like some, something in there and everything like that. But, my whole thing was, I would have just had this be an e o sky versus Oscar match, you know i don't think um I really don't think Charlotte Flair needed to be in it because I felt that as if it was going to be something i don't want to say an overstep, but you know they they needed something to kind of um they needed something to kind of uh to kind of get the match going. And I, but, you know, because the whole thing was... The whole thing with Asuka and Charlotte Flair, that stemmed from uh, payback when, you know, they had Bianca Belair Bianca in there, and then that's when Io guy cashed in Money in the Bank and became champion. So it's like, okay, I get what they're trying to do here, but I don't think they really need to do all that. But, um, I mean, shit, it's a lot better than what they're doing with the Raw world women's champion with the women's world title with you know they they build up a great rivalry with Rhea and Raquel but yet it gets interrupted because Nia Jax is all of a sudden back and now we got to go through that shit again and I don't want to get into that because that that really you know none of that stuff was on the card or anything like that so but anyway the match between Io Sky uh Charlotte Flair and and um and Asuka was really good uh was not expecting a whole lot of high spots, but there are some moments where you thought that Oscar was going to win. Charlotte Flair was going to win. And then I was very surprised that EO sky, um, that EO sky was the one to kind of get the pinfall. So, um, it was kind of cool to see that. It was kind of cool to see that, you know, Bailey coming down there and kind of doing that whole thing. That was kind of cool. So it was all in good fun. It was a great match by all three women, uh, to say the least. So, uh, big ups to all the girls uh, in the match. They put on one hell of a match, and I hope that Io Sky can keep his momentum and really kind of stride out on her own and kind of be the breakout star of Damage Control. So we'll see what happens. Next up, we had the the tag team match in which John Cena and LA Knight took on the bloodline. Um, this was a pretty good match, uh, but you can totally tell that John Cena's really starting to wear down. You know, It really kind of get to the point where you're like, all right, Cena is getting to the point where he's not going to be able to do this as much because, yeah, he had, he carried most, I don't want to say he carried most of the match, but a lot of the, some of the big moments in the match come from him and everything like that. But, you know, the hot tag, you know, came from LA Knight and everything like that. I honestly didn't think LA Knight needed to be in the match. You know, because I would have been fine with AJ Styles in the bloodline because that would have made sense. But they took him out. They had an injury angle with him. So, you know, we'll see what happens as that goes forward. L.A. Knight should have been in a in a bigger match. I would have had him for the U.S. title at least, or at least for the Intercontinental title, or something along that line. You know, don't put him in the world title picture just yet, but at least have him do something other than be John Cena's tag team partner. Because from the looks of it, they might be building towards something between him and Cena. Kind of like they did with Theory. But, you know, who knows where they go from here. Uh, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. It's hard seeing them as a tag team. It's hard, it's hard to understand where this bloodline scenario is going to go. You know, with Roman Reigns kind of being absent and whatnot. But... You know, we'll see what happens. Roman Reigns is scheduled to make his uh, return to SmackDown this Friday, so we'll see where that leads and everything like that. But overall, this was a pretty good match. The, my only complaint about this match, and I got and I got to be honest with you guys, I'm not a big fan of La Knight's finishing move, the Blunt Force Trauma. And because it just, it doesn't really look that appealing to me. You know, it it, it really didn't. It's like a stunner. It's like a snapmare and everything like that. To be honest, it's like a lame man version of the Skull Crushing finale. And, you know, at least the Skull skull Crushing finale, that actually looks like the setup of it and the execution of it. Miz makes it look like, you know, a finale, a finisher. Whereas LA Knight's finishing move is like, hmm, this this doesn't look as interesting, though. It just looks... You know, un—it doesn't look like it would actually hurt somebody in a fight. That's that's my that's my biggest gripe about it. It just looks like a normal, it's like a standing snapmare, but instead of the snap part, they just run their head into the mat. Henceforth, the name blunt force trauma. But I've always believed La Knight's got the entire package to be the next superstar in the WWE. But. I think he needs to get a new finishing move. That little elbow thing that he does when he does the L, A, night, yeah. that Like that elbow, you know, I thought that was kind of, that's kind of cool. But he definitely needs a new finishing move. I'm sorry, but that blunt force trauma, or at least make it look better or more or more intense, to say the least. So, uh, that's my biggest thing about the match. The match was good. The execution of the match was really good and everything like that. But, yeah, uh I'm not a big fan of LA Knights uh finishing move, so there's that. And then now on to our main event. There weren't that many matches on this uh there weren't that many matches on the uh on this uh premium live event, but the main event of the match, the main event of the night was the last man standing match in which um Seth Rollins defended the uh the world heavyweight title against Shinsuke Nakamura. This was a fucking match. This was a damn good match. And I got to say, I got to say, this is probably the only time I probably might say this. I think the wrong person won. Uh, I don't think Rollins should have won this match because, to be honest, how much more can his body take? Supposedly, he's hurt, you know, which is why he had that back brace on. And I think if anybody could make a good heel champion for the time being right now, it would be Shinsuke Nakamura. You could use that to kind of get other guys over or to use, you know, different talent and things like that to kind of... uh, make way for new guys to kind of come onto the, uh, onto the scene and be, um, and be competitors and things like that. But, you know, a lot of people say, well, everybody wants Rollins to be the champion. And then as soon as he's champion, they want the belt taken off of him and things like that. But, you know, the idea that Rollins is supposedly hurt, you know, why not just have him take time off? Why not just give him a break, you know, from now until WrestleMania or some shit like that, you know? You know, but it's like, all right, Nakamura would have been good as the champion for now, but a good heel champion, let him have the fall months to kind of have a reign and things like that. And then he comes back, you know, Rollins will come back or have somebody else win the championship and Mania or whatever. But, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, this rivalry because it is good. Don't get me wrong. The matches between... The matches between uh, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura are good. I like the story they're telling and everything like that. But I honestly, feel that if 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 it was time to give Nakamura a world title run, now would be the time because they totally wasted his potential the year that he won the Royal Rumble and then made main evented WrestleMania against AJ Styles. They just totally threw that out the door. They're like it's not it, it. You can totally tell that you know whoever was in charge didn't like the fact that Nakamura was getting over and then they just put him in the main event because supposedly that's what the fans wanted but um if you're going to make Nakamura a world champion do it now before you know it becomes before it becomes too late and to be honest his time is running out Nakamura is a hell of a wrestler uh he's been around for a while he's been around the block a few times but You know, he hasn't had that world championship run or even a reign, to say say the least. But if there was any time to do it, to pull the trigger on a Nakamura championship run, now would be the time, you know, especially if if Rollins is actually hurt and everything like that. So, uh, I mean, because the same thing happened to, you know, a guy like Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes had all the potential and then he gets hurt, you know. And a lot of people said the same thing. Finn Balor did the same thing. He becomes the first universal champion only to get hurt in that championship match and then have to surrender the title and it's we haven't seen him he hasn't had a a world championship run since so you know we'll see what happens the match the last man standing match was really good the spots the tables the ladders you know the kendo sticks the you know just felt like one of those one of those old wwe street fights and you know there's personal vendettas in there and everything like that and you know a lot of moments reminded me of the Shawn Michaels Triple H non-sanctioned match at SummerSlam 2002. You know, it wasn't as violent as that match, but it had some moments in there that kind of took me back to that moment in time. But overall, this was probably the best match of the night. This was probably one of the best pay-per-views that they've done really much pretty much all year. And um, you know, I got to say I'm 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 starting to get back into wrestling now and you know, the entertainment values are still there. Everything that you would want out of a good, entertaining wrestling show, it's all there, to say the least. And then the big shocking news that I don't know if you guys are know. You guys should know this by now, that uh, Jade from the AEW made her debut. She made her debut, like her on-screen debut, at Fastlane. But she doesn't compete or anything like that. She just walks with Triple H. And then, you know, it's announced that she's going to make her debut onto... Um, on nxt which is cool and then another shocking news is that edge uh debuts uh in aew under the name adam copeland and everything like that so it's like damn all these moments in wrestling and yet you know it's like they couldn't do a whole lot with it i don't want to get more into that i'll save that for another episode but it's cool to see where we if where we're going to get with jade and where we're going to get with edge in the in the coming months so you know, we'll see what happens in time. But Fastlane was a good pay-per-view. The next pay-per-view, I believe, is uh, is uh, Crown Jewel, which will be from either India or Saudi Arabia. Uh, I think it's in two or three weeks. It's the first week in November. And then at the end of the month, I think towards the end of after Thanksgiving and all that stuff, um, we're going to have our our uh, the last the last of the big four make their – big debut or not debut make their run which is survivor series so you know looking forward to that one so we'll see what happens uh in the coming months as uh wwe winds the year out but pretty good pay-per-view with uh Fastlane. so you can't go wrong with that but that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 uh, Let me know what you guys thought about WWE Fastlane. Like I said, the next next time WWE will have a premium live event will be November 4th fourth or fifth or something like that uh for crown jewel which is going to take place in saudi arabia uh so be on the lookout for that be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this episode and of course as always be sure to be sure to embrace your inner madness